Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from our slightly different perspective. You know, of all the processes which we are fascinated with around here, none is mentioned more frequently or with as much you know, reverence as the process of decomposition. Yeah, you're actually hearing about a fish geek, you know, celebrating this, finding something compelling, fascinating, and fundamental about stuff breaking down in our tanks. I respect this process, and you should too. Decomposition, to, respect, to refresh your memory, it's the process by which organic materials are broken down into more simple organic matter. So for our purposes, we're primarily interested in the breakdown of plant matter, i.e. botanicals and leaves. It's in part responsible for some of the very unique habitats that we love so much and an inspiration for some unique aquariums with, shall we say, previously unappreciated aesthetics. Now, when leaves enter tropical streams and other bodies of water, fungal colonization uh, causes leaves to increase nitrogen content uh, because of the fungal biomass and leaf maceration, which is basically the breaking down of the leaves. This is known by aquatic ecologists to be evidence of microbial colonization. And there are many different stages in the process, starting with the leaching of materials from the cells of the botanicals during the initial submersion, in which soluble carbon compounds are liberated in the process. So it's a rapid release of phosphorus that accompanies the leaching. Now, of course, the process ultimately leads to physical breakdown or fragmentation of the leaves and botanicals into smaller pieces, which possess larger amounts of surface area for microbial attachment. And extensive ecological studies done by scientists specifically in regards to leaf litter have yielded a lot of information about this process, a lot of which we can probably apply to our aquarium practice and, or at least our body of knowledge. Now, the fungi uh, known as aquatic hyphomyocytes produce enzymes which cause leaf maceration and in as little as two to three weeks, as much as 15% of decomposing biomass in many aquatic habitats uh, is processed by fungi alone, according to one study that I found. That's amazing. In experiments carried out by aquatic ecologists in tropical forests in Venezuela, decomposition rates were really fast, which is much as 50% of leaf biomass loss in streams occurring in less than 10 days. That is like really fast. And that's something to think about when we talk about our aquariums. Now, the ultimate result is the transformation of what ecologists call coarse particulate organic matter into, wait for it, fine particulate organic matter, which may constitute an important food source for other organisms that we call deposit feeders, which are aquatic animals that feed on small pieces of organic matter uh, that have drifted down through the water and you know settled on the bottom or the substrate. And then, of course, filter feeders, which are animals that uh, strain materials, their suspended organic matter and small food particles from the water column itself. And yeah, insect larvae, fishes, and shrimp help with this process by grazing among or feeding directly upon the decomposing botanical materials. We talked about this just recently, didn't we? So-called shredder invertebrates, shrimps, etc., are also involved in the physical aspect of leaf litter breakdown, which makes sense because they're tearing the stuff apart when they're eating it, right? 
Now, there's a lot of supplemental food production that goes on in leaf litter beds and other aggregations of decomposing botanical materials. It's yet another reason why we feel that aquariums fostering significant beds of leaves and botanicals offer many advantages for the fishes which reside in them. The biggest allies we have in the process of decomposition of our botanicals in the aquarium are bacteria and microbes, meaning, you know, bacteria, fungi, and protozoa specifically. Ecologists will tell you that during the early decay phase of botanicals and leaves, the leaching of water-soluble substances plays a key role in the loss of the physical mass of these materials, as we, you know, talked about, you know, below or above. <laughs> Boy, it's a, you know, it's a, it's going to be a long day when I'm talking below as if uh, I'm talking about something that we haven't gotten to yet. Yikes. Anyway, uh, alteration of the botanicals is done chemically via this microbial action. And ultimately, the con- you know, the components of the botanicals and the leaves, like lignin, cellulose, etc., they're broken down near completely. In aquatic environments, photosynthesis Synthetic, you know, production of oxygen ceases in plants when they, you know, fall in and die, and organic matter and nutrients are released back into the aquatic environment. Makes sense, right? Fungal colonization facilitates the access of invertebrates to the energy trapped in, you know, deciduous leaves and other botanical materials found in tropical streams. Bacteria and fungi that decompose decaying plant material in turn consume dissolved oxygen for respiration during the process. You think I know where you think you know where we're going with this, right? This is why adding too much, you know, material too rapidly to an aquarium can cause problems for the fishes. A rapid decrease in dissolved oxygen in a small body of water can be disastrous, or at the very least, leave fishes gasping at the surface. And of course, that's why we tell you to deploy massive patience and to go slowly when adding botanicals to an established aquarium. So we've just discussed a lot of interesting material about how the process of decomposition of botanical materials occurs in tropical streams, and of course, in our aquariums. Now, we likely won't have the diversity or density of invertebrates and other organisms in our aquariums to handle the process that we find in wild habitats, but the process can happen nonetheless. Perhaps we have a greater ratio of uh, you know, fungi or bacteria to shredders in aquariums than occurs in the wild, just a supposition, but it's something worth thinking about. Yet, the idea of decomposing stuff in our aquariums certainly runs a bit contrary to what we've been indoctrinated about in our hobby work for you know, generations. I mean, one of the more, uh, one of the many reasons that we, you know, perform regular water exchanges and siphon out detritus, don't even start me, uh, from our tanks is to remove potential sources of pollution, quote unquote, from, uh, you know, from our tanks. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of logic to that in a traditionally managed aquarium. Yet here I am asking you not only to leave them be, but to encourage their accumulation and foster the development and even the prosperity of the organisms which, you know, work them. Now, again, I have to at least ask the rather long set of questions. Are these things, detritus decomposing materials, really problematic for a well-managed aquarium? Or do they constitute an essential component of a closed aquatic ecosystem? One which can actually provide some benefits, like supplemental nutrition, for the resident fishes and the community of life forms which support them. I think that's an important question to ask ourselves. Now, many of us have already made a mental shift which accepts the transient, subtle beauty of decomposing botanical materials, tinted water, biofilms, and the like. So it goes without saying that taking it a little further and allowing these materials to completely break down to serve as the substrate for our aquatic community's ecodiversity is simply the next iteration in the management of blackwater or botanical-style aquariums. It's something that we as aquarists need to simply explore more. 
You know, I can literally envision systems created to optimize the breakdown and accumulation of botanicals, perhaps with targeted water column flow, the use of more coarse or fine, as the case may be, mechanical filtration media, moderated lighting to discourage excessive algal growth, and even careful selection of hardscape materials such as mangrove, tangles, driftwood, etc., to encourage these materials to settle in and among them just like they occur in nature. Yeah, aquariums set up specifically to optimize and foster these natural processes. Letting our minds wander a bit and accepting and encouraging this stuff rather than freaking the fuck out every time we see a gram of detritus in our tanks will go a long way towards fostering new discoveries, best practices, and maybe even breakthroughs. So yeah, there is a lot to consider when utilizing botanical materials in your aquarium. It's far, far beyond the idea of just dumping and praying that's been an unfortunate model for how to use them in our aquariums for many, many years. It's more than just an aesthetic thing alone. The functional aesthetic mindset, accepting the look and the biological processes which occur when terrestrial materials break down in our tanks is a fundamental shift in our thinking. I'm much respect to the decomposers, our friends. So by studying the process of decomposition in nature and in our aquariums, I believe that we're contributing to an exciting progression of the art and science of aquarium keeping. And everyone's contributions are welcome. We're just starting out with this stuff. That's what's so amazing. Here we are five years into this at Tannin Aquatics, you know, pushing out all these materials and these crazy ideas to you as a community. We've seen tremendous progress and it still feels like we're just at the, the brink of just beginning to understand this stuff. It's all out there. We have to dig a little deeper. We have to experiment. We have to be willing to make some interesting aesthetic choices, but there's so much to learn and so much to share. And I'm glad you're right here with me doing this. Stay fascinated, stay diligent, stay unfazed by the looks, stay creative, stay excited, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint. <laughs>